Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Welcome to the Rose Podcast number 623. Gents, guys. Hostful What's intro? Up? What is this? I like the hostful intros. Me too. It's fun. Hostful intros are really fun. It is fun. More hostfuls. We already got, I think we've done more hostfuls this in the past couple weeks than we did for the last six months of last we've year. We've heard the demands. Two. We're taking the- <laughs> two. <laughs> yes, two, Matt. Two. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's, 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 it's fun, but that show is a, uh, it's great. It's you great. like it? Okay, yeah, good. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I was complimenting on you, uh, complimenting you on your uh, your hyperlapse uh, films that you were putting on Instagram from your trip to New Orleans. Thanks. Yeah, real yeah, cool. Yeah, gotta love that stabilizer. How was Nala? How was Nala? God damn! If that is, I was just telling Matt all about it. Uh, it's such a. I've never been such a beautiful city. It's a. It reminds me of kind of like a like. Like a southern Boston, where it still has like all its old buildings and all like this kind of port, you know, old port culture. Yeah, um, it but was... more friendly, right? Oh God, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Everyone was really <laughs> awesome. Uh, it was just so fucking beautiful, uh, like everywhere. It was so rad. You've been there a ton of times, I'd imagine. Yes. Yeah. No, actually, no. To New Orleans? No, I have not. Actually, really? Yes. I don't know why I said yes because uh, you're just yes anding. You're being a good been host. To every city. I've been to every city, so I'm like, yeah, of course. Yeah. But um, yeah, but there's a great comedy scene down there. There's the New Movement Theater, which has a place there, and in uh, Austin, and they're like just like it's a you know stand up slash improv and sketch class uh, theater. Excellent. And it's a cool scene, and it's a great place. Now this is since the intro. Is there anything you want to promote really fast? Over here, uh, just buy my Ray in the highway on the uh, iTunes. You, you know, you if you feel like you're missing me and Jonah, which you're probably not because you're listening to us right now, uh, get my Ray in the highway. Totally different set of shenanigans, though, and you guys yeah. should do more of those on the road this oh, year. Uh, if you get a chance. Uh, outside of doing a live Nerdist at the, uh, uh, we should say yes, yes, yes. We're doing a live Nerdist on the on the sixth. No, it's it's six. Is it the sixth or the seventh? It's whatever the Friday is. First Friday of February. <laughs> 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 yeah, so Remember, we didn't look any of this stuff before we started talking. We're also doing a, a live Jonah radio. Uh, our guest uh, is we're going to be doing it again at the uh, Lost Weekend Video. Yep. Um Our guest, one of our guests uh, that we booked is Paul Myers. Nice. Yeah. So Paul's going to come. Uh, he's a really awesome musician and uh, music writer. I really love reading the stuff he's written. And, and brother of Mike Myers. And brother of Mike Myers. Yeah. 10 just p.m. on uh, February sixth. Nerdist podcast. It's Sketchfest. Sketchfest yeah. February sixth. Okay. So that's good. Yeah. And yeah, if you're so then the, that generator thing is February seventh. That's the next Saturday. Uh, and then we're doing the meltdown the weekend before that. Uh, a couple of shows. Uh, but uh, the Jonah Radio. Uh, Hutch Harris from the Thermals will be coming. He might bring some music stuff and people with him. Cool. Very cool. Uh, 
And then we're going to be doing a very special... Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yes. That's right. Well, it's going to get filled up. I know, but we... but uh, So we're going to do a special live fifth anniversary podcast, which will basically just be a hostful in front of people yeah. at Meltdown. The only special part of it is that we're inviting you people. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, well, I asked Tom Lennon if he could go, but he's going to be... Uh, he might be out of town. Can't so guess, can you, that'll Chris? be... Uh, nope. January... <laughs> January 26th, uh, January 26th at Meltdown at night, so uh, tickets will be... afraid that we can't even fill up Meltdown at this point? We can fill up Meltdown. Yeah. No, I, I just thought Tom Lennon, because, because I don't know if first, we can. first episode... I don't know if we can fill it up, guys. You don't I mean, think so? We'll, prove we'll, me wrong. We'll fill it up. So tickets will be at nerdmeltla.com, and uh, so that'll be January 26th. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm fifth really anniversary. looking forward to it. And then the show will get posted Special surprises yeah. planned for you guys. Yep. I don't have anything planned. Uh, scouts uh, shaking in the background and getting Scout up on the couch. Get off the scouch! Uh, Tickets are going to be five dollars for five years of yeah. free entertainment. All right, and then so last thing, last two things I want to say are that uh, my fun, comfortable tour starts this weekend in Seattle and Vancouver, Friday and Saturday, and the following weekend in Portland, Denver. Go to funcomfortabletour.com for tickets. Uh, and I'd like to say that this episode, oh, uh, this episode, by the way, yes. was. Jillian Anderson, I'd never met, so I didn't know what to expect, and she was a fucking blast. Nice. She was so really funny. Great. And I think she loves me. I'm not. And she might sure. be in love with Matt. I'm not sure. Listen, I'm not 100 sure. Maybe. Find and out this one, this one, this one makes sense when you listen to the podcast. But very importantly, hashtag X Files 2015. So listen to the podcast. Some very interesting things come up. I wasn't there, so I'm intrigued by hashtag yes. X Files 2015. The truth is Get out there it. at the end, near, near in the middle of the podcast. I cannot wait for the dubstep remix of that theme song. <laughs> so I'm sure it exists. Thanks, guys, for the hostful intro. You're and now here's the Nerdist Podcast number 623 with Jillian Anderson. Hashtag X-Files 2015. Now entering Nerdist.com. She does occasionally dog. snore. Yeah. Yeah. Snore occasionally. Katie like, has to like. She's like the perfect dog. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever like you know yeah. tell her? <laughs> 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 no, I'm looking for exactly a dog that does nothing. Hey, Jillian just wants a dog. You should give her a dog. Would I be able to ship her to London? <laughs> <laughs> but um, we went. Sorry, so we. Uh, I decided all of a sudden that it was time to get a dog. Around the I became table. obsessed with finding the right dog. Yeah. And this is my Google search. Lowest maintenance <laughs> dog on the planet. <laughs> and so it turns out that French bulldogs are really low maintenance. Yeah. And I found this one that um, was way the fuck out. I found this dog that had the cutest pictures known to man sitting in a backseat of a car and my daughter who's now 20 and I drive down there on a Friday night in rush hour it takes us an hour and a half it's like to some neighborhood I've never even heard of we walk in and this 
huge. It's like it's been bred with this that more muscle and testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> and sitting there like this, and it jumps up and it bites my daughter's lip in the first two seconds of being oh, in the room. That does not look. So, that's not a sign. So you bought. You that got was the, the only thing. <laughs> my brain is going. But the pictures. Yeah. Surely no. there's hey. another side to this dog. Wait. You know how headshots work, though, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, that dog that's probably exactly, had a whole day. Exactly. I'm surprised didn't have, the dog didn't have like a four-panel headshot with like a. Well, I said to the woman a... on the phone. I said, "When were those pictures taken? Oh, just last week." <laughs> no. Is your superdog is okay. Dog is fine. It was tiny, but it it shocked. It really shocked. See, I, I would think that. My my uh my girlfriend's mom breeds. Look at those eyebrows. I'm sorry. Those no, eyebrows she's, are she's so adorable. distracting. Those are the best eyebrows in the world. Look at those eyebrows. They're so she's sorry, like a she's like a she's like a seventies painting. Like like an oil, like a sad dog. Oh yeah, like that. Yeah. You're right. Like those puppy paintings. Yeah. I was thinking my like girlfriend's the poker. The little yes, playing <laughs> the, poker. The velvet. They're so expressive. Yeah. That story that story tells that, that those eyes tell a story. Oh my god, are you sure you don't want to sell her? I'm pretty sure, sorry. <laughs> so you're just going to give her away? Wait, you didn't even ask for how much. <laughs> you're bad at business. Oh my god. Does she need to like be walked and stuff? Yeah. I take her on lots of hikes. Oh, okay. You sure she likes it? Because she seems pretty exhausted all the time. But I think this is, the, the, this is, this is you know, like she's getting her exercise most of the day. So yeah. This is, this is good. This is her downtime. This is good for her. But I was going to say, my girlfriend's mom shows French bulldogs. Like, she does oh, the really? full, like, oh, show wow. dog, like, shows the little Frenchies. And, uh, shows the little Frenchies. She shows the little Frenchies. <laughs> they're, Frenchies. It's a lingo. It is a lingo. Yeah. It's embarrassing. Here, I, it's I, a lingo. they're damn. I'm going to show you a. Now, now I'm breaking out cute dog pics. I just took this over Christmas. Come on. Look at that. I mean,. Everybody's favorite part of the podcast, Chris shows pictures. <laughs> Have we started recording it? Yeah, but oh, yeah, we did. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh. Then I won't say what I was gonna say. <laughs> say it. Say it. No, no say I'm, it. Not, I'm not. I'm not. You see. No, it's very funny. You think it looks like fucking? She was going to say they're no, definitely no, Frenchies because no, they look like cowards. Uh, <laughs> it's very funny. Come on. Wait, is that creme de la mer? I, I don't there know. Are, somebody got creme de la mer for Christmas. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> the, like dog. the dog. The dog got creme de la mer. No. <laughs> to take away some of that jolly Yeah, stuff. to take some of the way the jolly stuff. Well, these French bulldogs basically look like wingless bats. Like, they look like... They're they... actually really fucking ugly. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, are we allowed to swear? Are we allowed to yeah, swear? Yeah, absolutely. We okay, yeah. sorry. Fuck um, those dogs. They are so <laughs> ugly. You have to get around that first. <laughs> if you can get around that, yeah, totally fine. They're great, low maintenance. But I feel like if I if if I ever happen to catch like a dog show, I feel like the dogs that usually win, you're like, Bleh. like they're they're uggos. Like some of those dogs. I don't are... watch too many dog shows. Yeah, I have I'm to not say. really. Yeah. I'm not. No, I think we might need to change the subject. What are your now. television viewing? Is that app? Dolly Parton? It no. is. Yeah. <gasps> Look at her. Have you met her back when? Have you ever met no, Dolly? I'd love to meet Dolly. Doesn't she just seem? You know what? I feel like I have met Dolly. If, is that a Chewbacca purse? No, it's a it's the guest book that you're going to sign. Get the when, fuck out and of it, here! And it growls when you open it. No, it doesn't. Yeah, the front page should. <gasps> <laughs> oh my god! Yep. <laughs> yeah. There's something so delightful about this. This could be like my new best friend. <laughs> That's the lowest maintenance dog. <laughs> 
It requires no walking. It's not going to bite your daughter. Amazon will ship it to London. Oh, my gosh. Do I get to keep all the signatures? Oh, hey, wait. Hang on now. Now I know this I know how Katie feels like. This is the answer to all of my... <laughs> I just love the idea that Jillian Andrew just offers to buy everything. <laughs> you want Kyle? He's oh, a low-maintenance dog. I didn't offer to buy this. I didn't offer to buy You're this. Being given to you. I was <laughs> expecting... You can have Kyle. You can have Kyle. <laughs> does this come with you? <laughs> <laughs> it does now. Kyle will growl like Pokem. See? Yeah. I am so sorry. This is like the coolest thing ever. It's got rice stuck to the back of it. Of course it does. Of course it does. No, I kind of like that. It was on a food table. It's slightly maggoty. It's. (laughs) I just have to say. Well, the uh, the rotting the rotting rookie corpse that we cut it from. Can I get a discount Uh, from my free to buy manager? I gotta talk to my manager. (laughs) All right, he says we'll give you a thousand dollars. Oh my, sorry. (laughs) I. That is the coolest fucking thing in the world. How long have you guys had this? And then I promise I'm no, no, about fine, it anymore. whatever you want. I um, yeah, Lucasfilm sent that to me about oh, Lucasfilm. They sent it to me. me. <laughs> Listen, Lucasfilm. You can, All you could have said was we had it for. They sent me something. Let me think. <laughs> oh, never. They've never sent me anything. Yeah, I know, but why you, did they send you? You something? got to be on X Files uh, <laughs> because uh, I don't know. I did some work with them, and so they sent me a Christmas package. A couple no of, uh, way. Yeah, they, I get a box from them every year of like a bunch of Star Wars toys. I don't think Carrie Fisher even has one of these. I'm, sh- I'm sure she does. I guarantee I'm sure she doesn't want one either. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this? How many more of these goddamn notebooks do I need? <laughs> Doesn't he own a winery? <laughs> Did I tell you my Carrie Fisher story? I don't know. I was in a department store, and from across the store, I heard Michael. I'm like, who the fuck is this? Like, just heard this person going Michael, and it, and I, and I finally saw the source of the shouts, and it was Carrie Fisher looking for her assistant, but just like wandering <laughs> to the department store, like. Kind of like when a kid gets lost, and they're like, Mom! But just, Michael! And I don't know if she ever found Michael. This was before Instagram, where I would have videoed that. Of course. And that would have been on. How are you doing? Have you been in Los Angeles long from England? Um, I have been in Los Angeles land since Monday evening. And it's now, what is it? I think it's Friday. Friday? Yeah. Yeah, that's one, two, three, four, five days. Oh, my gosh. When are you going back? I go back, uh, I go through New York next week, mm-hmm. and then through Toronto for a couple of days on Hannibal, and then go back to London. So is this, is the trip, it's pretty much just press, press, work, work, back home? Yes and no. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, it's party time in it, Los Angeles. Because of the Globes. That's because true. of the Globes. Yeah. Right. And so there's a lot of that, too. Nice. Nice. How are the, how are the Golden Globes? I've never been to the Golden Globes. Um... The Golden Globes are probably the funnest of all of them. Yeah. Because um, everybody, it's a dinner and everybody gets drunk. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and, and when, when, I, when I used to be invited to go, <laughs> I, I'm not actually going this week. But, you know, in the olden days. Right. You know, when, uh, I mean, I think I was there that when, when uh, Good Will Hunting won and oh. when it won for um, Shakespeare in Love and, um, and, there was, there's, you know, obviously there's been no smoking forever. Right. And there was one famous evening when Sean Penn 
smoked the entire evening. And I just remember this look of <laughs> standing out by the bathrooms and the sea of people sat down and there's this smoke trailing <laughs> up to the ceiling and it's Sean Penn and nobody has the guts to say, <laughs> sir, could you put that out, please? That's how you know you've made it. Wow. Well, that's, that's how you know. Hilarious. Or that's how you know you have a history of punching people in the face. <laughs> that's what I mean. That's how you know that you've made it to the top of the food chain because everyone's afraid of you. <laughs> no, they're fun. They're, they're so fun. They're, oh. they're really, really Fun. That's really cool. Yeah. When uh, uh, so you must have gone. You must have been a million times though. Yeah, a, a few, a, a small handful. Do you like a, in general award shows? Seem stressful though. Um. Well, they are stressful when you're nominated, which is the only time you really should go if you're presenting or nominated. Sure. They, they are stressful. They're they're really stressful, and especially if you're presenting, especially for people who drink. If you're presenting, <laughs> and it's. Like the Globes, because by the time you get up there, you've probably two sheets to the wind. So it sounds like the it sounds like the key really is that if you're going to go and drink in an awards show, you're better off presenting early. Yes. So so but that, not that you have that much of a choice in the matter. <laughs> no, so no, you don't. Um, but some of them, you know, some of them are long, long, long. Yeah. Long, and you're in an uncomfortable dress, and you're sat down, and yeah. Is that part of it weird? Do you mind that part of it? No, I mean. If you're lucky enough to be invited to be there because you've been nominated, then you have no right to complain about any of those aspects. Why just mean all of the, you know, what did Gillian Anderson wear to the... Oh, that's horrendous. That's hell on earth. Really. (laughs) That's the worst bit of it. Completely. It's gotten so insane. It's just, it's ridiculous. I find, and I, this is, this is a point that I stick on a lot, but I just, I find it so interesting that a business that attracts a personality type that is hypersensitive. I mean, if you're a performer, you're, I assume that most performers are, you know, because you're kind of absorbing the world and reinterpreting the world and you can be hypersensitive, that, the, that, that so many facets of the business actually prey on that and, and challenge to make it <laughs> worse. Well, the thing is that mo- a lot of actors that I know who um, uh, work really, really hard to um, in the projects that they're working on and really care about, you know, the majority or hopefully work on things sure. that they care about. When you're on set and you're creating a character and you're, you know, blood, sweat and tears, you're not thinking about that aspect of it at all. You are just there to serve the purpose of the project mm-hmm. and to do the best that you can do. And, you know, some of these worlds that you create or you're, you're part of are, um, are, can be quite profound and are about, you know, human relationships. And there's often pain and, and tragedy and sorrow and joy and all that kind of stuff. So to then, you know, to have that experience and then a year and a half later have to say 7,965 times answer the question, so tell me about your character. What's she like? <laughs> oh, my God. This is like the most amazing film I've ever seen in my whole life. <laughs> well, it's about a suicidal maniac. Amazing. That's great. No, it's not. What drives him? <laughs> um it's just it's a whole it's it's it doesn't make sense it doesn't the two do not they're two different worlds and yet you uh, unfortunately you kind of need it's par for the course yeah it is you kind of need a little bit of that in order to then it's the little bit of the trade-off of like well you got to do a little more of that so that you can get a little more of these opportunities well it would be real it would be a really interesting experiment if 
the movies still came out as they come out, mm-hmm. but nobody did any press or promotion around them. Let, right. Let's say that everybody decided that, you know what, it's a waste of money. You could feed a lot of people for what is spent on advertising. Right. And, um, and that people would just expect that these things were still going to come out. At a certain point, they're going to be in the movie theater. People will hear about them. Word of mouth, they're going to show up. What would happen if... All the other crap now, just didn't. Are they still take doing place. trailers and commercials? Well, trailers are fine. I mean, right. trailers. Yeah, trailers yeah. Trailers, she trailers means, like, are no different. No junkets. No, yeah. like the talk show circuit. Uh, I'm guessing literally nothing would be different. <laughs> it may not be. I've I mean, billions like... of dollars. Billions and billions of dollars. Billions and billions. Well, I think I think part of it is also the. Uh, I think part of it is also, you know, the studios, the company's way of kind of uh, being able to pass the buck if the thing doesn't fly. Go, I don't know. We spent all this money in promotion and we sent it and people didn't. So I, it's not my fault, you know. Yeah, may, may, I don't know. It'd be, it'd be, wouldn't it be interesting? Well, I think if, if, if people, if, if actors didn't have to go to press junkets, I think literally nothing would be different. Then we'd have a lot I've less never, guests. I on. understand that entirely. <laughs> what I'm saying right now is counterproductive to our podcast. <laughs> but... <laughs> I feel like I've never, there's never been like a movie where I was not on board already, where I then saw someone in an interview and went, oh, she yeah, was, exactly. I mean, she do was you very actually, charming. I'm yeah. going to go see that now. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, you're not going to go see that person be charming. You're going to go see that person play whoever the hell they're playing. I'll tell you. Uh, now, if everybody went on uh, inside the actor's studio and only were talking as the character, that's, that's a different story. Oh, that's a, <laughs> you have to go promote in character. And then James Lipton has to yeah. interview you as your character. Yeah. That would be kind of annoying, I think. Yeah, sure would be. Yeah, no, that, that would not be... Not for me, though. I, I, I wasn't sure if that show could kick up the pretentiousness a notch, and I think that would be the way everyone came on in character. And then before they got into character, James Lipton had to say, um, I would like to talk to Hannibal, please. And then, then that person would have to all of a sudden be that character. I'd watch that. No, I don't know. I, well, I just remember when I saw... When I saw Ghostbusters in 1984, I knew nothing about it. I just saw an ad for it in the newspaper. I'm like, oh, Bill Murray. Yeah. Well, I want to go yeah. see what that is. Yeah. And that, that ended up being one of my favorite movies of all time. What's well, your favorite movie? What, do you, what, what of are some all of your, time? What are some of your favorite movies? It's a difficult question. Uh, it's tough to answer 1900. one. 1900? Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, what else? Um, Footloose, right? The original. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything that if it comes on TV, do you have do you have TV? Do you have cable yeah, at home? I don't watch TV. You don't really watch TV. No. no. Um, I'm you got TV in England. God, that's that's too hard of a question. I mean, I love all the Godfathers. I love Deer Hunter. I watched that again recently. I love, you know, I love I love the classic. Can I you watch your, conversation? Can you watch your own stuff? Or do you? Yeah. Know? Oh, you can. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Do you watch I mean, your own stuff? I do. I find it. Um, I, I find it ed- educational. I think the same thing. Yeah. Like what not to do ne- next time. That's exactly <laughs> right. Like when people are like, "Oh yeah, I, I don't watch myself because I get too aware," and I'm like, "But shouldn't you be kind of?" You yeah. know. But I mean, sometimes I find it a little bit disappointing when I watch something and I go, "Oh, that's me." <laughs> like I, I still see me. I, I, when I was inside of that character, I didn't feel like me, but. There's me. <laughs> and and that, that's a little disappointing. And you also must kind of... Um, it can be kind of weird because you don't really have control over... I mean, I would imagine... Really well, here's the thing. that There's, this, there's this, this illusion 
that as an actor that there is some kind of control. I mean, you, you have control over the, the 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 preparation and what you put into your performance and what right. you deliver on the day. And and if you have a good relationship, obviously with a director and etc., you get to say, "Can I just do one more? I'm just I I've, I I just need to do one more." Or you might say that a hundred times. Can I one more? One more? Yeah. You know. There's the illusion that when you finally get to the end of that and you think that all the little bits that are that are there, that you've got them all in that one take, but that that's the last bit of control that you have. Who knows that when they get to the editing room that they have it? I mean, first of all, they're not going to just use one take. They're going to use, you know, different from all different takes. But they could be using stuff from the first take where you <laughs> thought you sucked and you have no, there's nothing you can do about it. Right. But there's this kind of this this idea that that some but but it is the last moment that you have any semblance it's a lie but any semblance of control over it whatsoever but you 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 don't and and obviously you're in the hands of your of the director and the editor and that's wonderful if you're working with great people but um, but you don't have control you don't really I mean <clears throat> across most facets of the business I mean like the only thing you can control is how much work you put into something. And then that's literally it. You can't control if someone's going to fire you. You can't control if your project's going to get shelved. You can't control a- anything. I mean, it's a weird... I mean, every every new job that I do... Well, not every, but most new jobs that I do, first day, I th- I'm, I'm convinced that what they're actually talking about behind the monitor is how much I suck and that really? I'm going to get fired. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Yeah. And how do you get over it? You just ignore, do you ignore it or do you just go, well, whatever's well, going to happen? Well, enough days pass that I think, <laughs> well, maybe they're not because it would be too expensive to like reshoot these to somebody <laughs> and else. Then you, and, then and then you then... think of Back to the Future when they shot with the uh, Stoltz there and then replaced him with Michael with... J. Fox and you're like, anything's possible. Anything is possible. <laughs> they shot two-thirds of that movie. Well, how... yeah. you didn't know that? No, that did <laughs> yeah, they shot that. two-thirds of the movie with Eric Stoltz oh. as Marty McFly. And he, his his portrayal of the character was really intense, and it just wasn't the and film wasn't like, working. Oh, this is I, so I, I, I recently introduced my two little boys to uh, to Back to the Future for the first time. Those things are so exciting as a parent to like get to yeah. say, just just watch this. I'm, I'm just going to put this in. Just sit here. I'm just going to introduce. Mommy's you firing up to the Betamax Mommy kids. Is opening up this world. Do they like it? Oh my god, they became obsessed with it. Oh they are so determined that a, a hoverboard. I mean, they're obsessed with the hoverboard. They've actually they've made a uh, a prototype with a um uh with a hair dryer of a oh, hoverboard that's that actually <laughs> slightly lifts up off the ground. Did you see the latest hoverboard this invention that's been made? The one with that uh yeah, with it, the blue lights on the bottom, that one that I, like yeah, they're sort of like it doesn't though. It doesn't really do it. it doesn't but do it. So Nike has said that this year they're going to release the mags with the power laces. Because if you show if you showed your kids back to the future 2, yes. it's now 2015. I'm sorry. <clears throat> 1 and 3. Just one and three. You just, yeah. just show the one Two and three. Two is one of the most inappropriate films I've ever seen. I put it in Hang and on. I started to watch that. There's six and eight, okay? Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. First of all, it, it, it's not the best one. No, it's Let definitely it not the best one. But, yeah, but then it is so disturbing. I did never, I so, never so wanted violent. to argue with Gillian Anderson disturbing. about anything until right now. You like two? Did you I like two? two? I didn't like two. I didn't has like the two. most. Two is my why, least favorite. Why I like two, and maybe yes. in a few years they'll enjoy two. But why I liked two when I was a kid was just the. Uh, science of the broken timeline situation of like this is 1985c and this is 1985b we spewed off this timeline we have to go back okay but imagine two innocent little boys and the whole thing (laughs) the whole thing is just anger 
fighting, fighting, it anger. Is a lot. It's dark. I mean, Biff's 1985 is no good. Yeah, and and no. watching their mom with weird breast implants. I know. Had to marry Biff. And they're feeling each other up. Their and... dad's dead. Like the whole, <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah, oh, it's a bummer. It was a bummer. And I remember being so excited for Back to the Future 2 and then seeing it and being like, I don't know how I feel right now because I saw the first one so many times. Yeah. I remember enjoying yeah. it. But and three is good. Three, three, three is really is fun. Like comfort food, that kind of western. It comes. It, well, anything Mary Steenburgen is in really comes back around. She's like, yeah. nah, this is fine. That's I'll watch true. it. It all comes back around. That's true. Well, so uh, hang on. I just wrote, but they they were just recently introduced to uh, James Bond films over Christmas, the PG ones. Oh, o- o- only <laughs> well, the PG ones. All of ones. them were PG until very <laughs> no, recently. No, 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 no. Yeah. Well. License there, to Kill was not. There's definitely some stuff in there that that isn't. He is a Bond fanatic. Okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. This guy. So he's so, very happy. So that they you watched, we watched I love Octopussy. That you're it to them. Octopussy and, but we were is literally a in a we, we were in a hotel a week later, and out of the blue, my six year old, um, and they've got we live in London, so they've got British accents. So my six year old, we're by a pool, and out of the blue, he goes, "So." Octopussy is for girls and octopus is for boys. <laughs> you know? Okay. Now he does he has no understanding whatsoever of the, you know, of the connotations of course. at all. But but I like that he's already trying to make delineations in the world. <laughs> exactly. Like, okay, this makes logical sense. Yes, exactly. How did you explain to him? <gasps> I dropped it. I was just like, I didn't hear that. Yeah. What's that over there? That yeah, exactly. Is Octopussy the first one you showed them? No, no, no. Oh, no, okay. No, no. <laughs> a weird way to start. No, no, no. The first, I think, but no, it was, um, what would it have been? It was Live and Live and Die, die the first Roger Moore one? The Black Exploitation yeah. one? The what? Black Exploitation James Bond movie? Yeah. 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 Kananga. It's great. So good. What's your favorite one? My favorite James Bond yeah. movie is from Russia with Love. Do you have a favorite one? I have to say, uh, I, I'm a big Sean Connery fan mm-hmm. uh, as Bond, but I also really liked um, uh, Skyfall. Yeah. Skyfall's great. Sky, oh, Skyfall's great. Guys, they're shooting right now in the Alps. Let's go. They are. <laughs> so, how long, just going back to the idea of like, oh, I'm going to get fired. How long were you on X-Files before you felt like, all right, I think I can take a breath and relax now. The show's not going anywhere. I'm employed for a while. Everything's fine. Oh, I almost got fired a couple of times. Really? Yeah. The first time was um, I was having a really hard time with lines. I mean, I, I had gone from never really having to memorize very much to having to memorize the entire medical handbook every single <laughs> night yeah, the after of- shooting a 16-hour day to go home and memorize seven pages of monologues about bio- mitochondria and etc. You know, it, it was it's the beauty of Dana Scully's character is that she is a she's a she's a know-it-all. Doctor. Give it hand a forensic she's a forensic pathologist, but yeah, and yeah, and it has to literally explain everything everything to big dumb dumb Mulder <laughs> everything. In every episode, in every scene. <laughs> um, so, but there was a period of time where uh, the Enterprise only had Jordy yeah. and Captain Picard. <laughs> <laughs> so they had to memorize all of those lines. Yeah. Oh my god! So, so I was having trouble at the beginning, and they, uh, one of the producers, uh, had to come to me and say, "Look, you know." 
we're having to do a lot of takes. This is costing us a lot of money. You better get your act together or we're going to have to have a more serious conversation. Oh, shit. Yeah. So what'd you do? I found another way to memorize, I guess. I When I started, I was Fear. so freaked out by the whole thing <laughs> yeah. that I, I drew graphs. I like For every episode, I drew graphs because I was so worried because we shoot out of su- sequence. And mm-hmm. until you get used to shooting something out of sequence and kind of mapping in your mind what the trajectory of that is for a character. And depending on how intense a character is, it's, it's more important and meaningful and et cetera. Eventually, on The X-Files, it was like, I do. What was the last name we found? It? Oh, yeah, right. Okay. Uh, you've phoned it in a lot more, and you learned that as long as you look like you know what you're talking about, you don't actually have to look up every fucking right, color right, that right. you're saying. Yeah. I learned that pretty quickly. So all of that initial stuff was taking a lot of time. My yeah. graphs, looking everything up, all that kind of stuff. So I was like, eh. um, and then once I got a, a, a different kind of rhythm of how to memorize and not do that stuff, and and um, and and relax, I guess. Relax into it. Trust myself. Trust that I hadn't been fired yet. Trust that I could do it. But there was also, you know, I was I was twenty four, wow. and I li- I lied. I told him I was twenty seven, and so there was already that thing. The first performer in history <laughs> yeah. to say that they're older than yeah. they actually are. <laughs> um, but I, you know, Scully had to be. Uh, a few times she had to kind of be the the boss in a few situations and like tell people what to do and and I felt like I was like twelve still and I had this I fe- still feel like I had this really kind of squeaky voice and <laughs> you know and I, I was you know a professional FBI agent and I've and it don't was forget, like don't a really medical doctor and a medical doctor <laughs> for fuck's sake so I had to pretend like I knew my shit and. That was, uh, yeah. And so I often, and so when I was in those situations where I had to talk to a a large group of usually male police officers and whatever and tell them what to do or or have to sit and be the authority on something, a fear set in because I felt like I was, I, I, I didn't feel like I'd had any of that experience myself or I was that person or I was necessarily even capable of projecting that type of uh, intelligence and, um, and authority in any way, shape or form. And so it took a while for me to... I did it long enough that I then had that experience backing me up and it, it you know, and, and it got better. I, I got better as an actor. At what point did you feel like, uh, I, I got it? Third season. Third season. <laughs> <laughs> I really think that it was, you know, there was this episode called um, Beyond the Sea, which was the first kind of... Um, uh, Scully heavy episode mm-hmm. and um, and David Nutter was directing he was one of our big directors um, and uh, and I became upset I was suddenly had this I realized the opportunity that I had and that I really needed to um, uh, uh, work on it really hard and I, I again got into the kind of OCD thing yeah. of mapping every single beat and you know um, but sat down a lot with David and worked stuff out and uh and I think through that process of properly taking it seriously on another level from more from an acting perspective rather than just defending for my life and, and getting to get the lines out and am I even remotely believable and all that kind of stuff, it kind of 
shifted things, I think. I think but what you're talking about in the first three seasons, I think actually helped the dynamic of the show because the character is basically thrust into this... We- it's true. The character is thrust into this weird world, and I think she herself was trying to establish some sort of grounding or authority. But when you see it... I mean, when today do you see... And, and it may just be that it's me looking back, like, you know, when you hear yourself, uh, your voice recorded, and you go, ugh, you know, <laughs> you guys must do that all the time. <laughs> um, but um, it, it's, it's possible that some of it is that. But when I look at myself, say, in the pilot, she, I, I am so green, simultaneous to her being so green, that it's a different, it's a greenness that you don't, because it's so organic. You don't necessarily, usually when people are playing green, they're, they're acting green and right. they do a good job at it. But this was literally like, she doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. <laughs> like, can she even, I mean, I'm, I'm a child. Yeah. I'm a child in the pilot pretending to be an adult. It's so obvious. I think it, I thought it worked so well. And I love because I'll, I'll go back and I think it's is beyond the sea the one where you guys are on that ship and start aging. No, no that's triangle. That's, 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 that's way. Like, that's I'm amazed that I even remember this stuff because that's way, such a bad memory. I'm amazed that you remember this too. <laughs> I have the worst. Uh, most of the time, when I do panels at like Comic Cons and stuff like that, and somebody will ask a question, I'll just look out at the audience, and then the, the audience will, will somebody will get uh, the that answer. Was, that, was, that was season yeah, six, yeah. episode twelve. No oh, idea. thank you. Um, no, that was. Um, oh, what was his name? Du- uh, Guy in an orange jumpsuit who was in prison. It was slightly Silence of the Lambsy. Oh, okay. Uh, what was, oh, did uh, I prepare you for Hannibal? Brad, Brad. Duriff? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Guys, good nice. job. Yeah. We are the Nerdist Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so then you would know that uh, Brian Cranston. Yes. Was in Vince's first episode. Brian, we had Vince on as well. Did to, you? And uh, I was more fascinated with Vince. Files. Vince My is such sister. a Vince is such a good guy. I just love to talk to him. <laughs> My sister has his very first autograph he ever did. <gasps> My sister was doing the show, or maybe it was just when she had come to visit, and she um, innocently had asked him for his autograph, and he said he might have even written on it. This is my first autograph. He is the wow. sweetest. I know. Nicest. Who would think? That he has in his brain, <laughs> what he has inside him. The de- it's not that he's quiet; he's just sweet. He's just like if you met him, you'd be like, "What's that guy do? Is he sell insurance yeah, or he's yeah, just so exactly? He's, yeah, he's an and, insurance salesman. Yeah, and because he, he's so friendly shoes, and warm and his shoes. I got a, I got a pair in the back that I think's going to work for you. <laughs> he Great. sells every just kind of here. insurance but medical. <laughs> oh but. I would. I'll watch. I, I think it's uh, maybe FX or someone. The show's in syndication on one of the. Yeah, it's also shows. on Netflix right now. And so I love watching it. Like I'll watch it. I'll put it like on my laptop and then just put it next to like work because that's how I watch a lot of stuff when I'm in bed. And uh, you forget how because at the time and we kind of had the same conversation with Lisa Kudrow. At the time, you were like, "Well, this is the pinnacle of fashion. This is the, like before the '80s was dumb, but this is never." But seeing the, the, the aesthetic of the show, you're like, that is so 90s. Like, I get what oh, the 90s great. are when I said, yeah, so the, yeah, show, yeah. the show aesthetically is so 90s. My, yeah. my pastel polyester oh, pantsuits. Right. <laughs> our, uh, our good friend Kumail Nanjiani, he, does the, he has an X-Files Files podcast. Oh, he does? Yeah, Kumail from Silicon Valley. He does his own podcast exclusively about the X-Files. Really? Yeah, you should go on it. 
<laughs> but uh, I did uh, I did one. We do two episodes per podcast episode, so we cover two. Ep- we watch two episodes. We both take notes. Then we get back together. It's whoever oh, the guest cool. is talks That's about really it. Cool. But we spent a good fifteen minutes talking about how good David Duchovny looked in jeans. <laughs> like it was just that was like they had to like they went it was Bradley Whitford was the bad guy it was in a, a volcano it was like uh, what ice was that the name no of it? I don't know I don't know I don't know either Volcan- I feel like no, it was no, second no, season Volcan- I don't know Firewalker yes I'm being was told that, that is oh correct God, I'm getting a nod amazing. from Kyle but uh, yeah he gets off a helicopter in some jeans and we're like oh my god <laughs> That looks great. That looks great in those jeans. Hit pause for a sec. <laughs> <laughs> but what's funny is we both watched it independently and both made the same note. No. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, I must tell David. <laughs> Please do. I must no. tell David. And you Thank know what? You. He still looks good in jeans. Yeah, he does. He does look good in jeans. Yeah. Yeah. He does. That's a. Uh, that is gosh, funny. That was so good. But by it, the way, I cannot believe how old your daughter is at the, because of the fact that you got abducted by aliens. Well, when I first met Simon <laughs> Pegg, uh-huh. who was a massive, massive fan. I mean, he's a, he's a sci-fi. Of course, right, yes. Yeah. So, uh, and I did uh, How to Lose Friends and Alienate People with him. And when Piper came to visit set um, and he met her for the first time, he literally, he could barely even, he's like... Because <laughs> she was in my tummy. She was wow. that bump. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Crazy. I can't believe how long ago that was. So they blew up my tummy. The aliens abducted Scully. Yeah. Yep. And uh, the the idea was that they were doing experiments on her. And maybe what the, the huge bulge was is that they had like blown it up to study her. You know, blown it up full of air. Or now, something. When she when it. she was young, were you like, "This is where you came from. You're part <laughs> alien, and mommy." You know, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't until men. She was. I don't know when in her teens, she got to kind of understand that she was part of something that was kind of a little bit cool. Mm-hmm. You know, because we. I took her. Um, had we moved to London yet? I can't remember, but I took her to the Harry Potter set, I think, yeah. in the first, maybe the second movie. It was when uh, Alfonso Cuaron was directing, so whenever that was. That was three, that, yeah. Thank God, you guys know everything. Um, so, and I took her on, uh, to, to, and she was so, she was amazed by the sets and the, the things that the wardrobe girls had on their hips and, and the Polaroids, when there were still Polaroids that they used yeah. to take for hair, for continuity and all this kind of stuff. And I, in my mind, I was thinking, you grew up with this stuff. Like, you saw this every fucking day. Like, why is, why is this cool? Why is this cool and that wasn't cool? I mean, I've got Polaroids of her, like, in, in, as a baby, like, in the mouth of a crocodile, like a fake crocodile, you know, like, or being held by aliens. I've got, like, these Polaroids of, like, every, like, with Fluke Man, Piper and Fluke Man. I think it's probably just a parent thing. No I'm clue. sure I'm sure J.K. Rowling's kids are like, oh, the Wait. X-Files wretch. She's like, you live at fucking Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking yeah. about? You want to blow her mind? Show a Polaroid of her and Mitch Pileggi. <laughs> <laughs> Same hair. <laughs> this guy's hair hasn't changed. Yeah. It looks exactly the same. Was it so? How? What was that? What an amazing time in your life that you get the show and you're and you're young and you're pregnant and you're giving you're having a kid. All, like all Must these have been real the, easy. What the, was that? At the same time, like, like what? What? You know? 
I, when I, when I first, I mean, I was so naive. I, I was, I didn't watch TV. I didn't know what seasons of television were. I didn't know that things went on hiatus. I didn't know what it meant to do. What, 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 what do you mean picking up? We're not, so we're, what, how many episodes? Okay, so we're doing 13. And then they're going to tell us that we might get to do some more. And then that I didn't, I could not even fathom what any of that meant. And so when we were told that we were going to do more, it was like, oh, cool. Okay, that's great. All right, <laughs> I, I don't have anything else to do. <laughs> anything at all. Um, and, uh, and then it just kept going and going and going. So I was, um, what was the point that I was making? What did you ask me? About I was the, talking about uh, all these major changes in your life oh, happening yeah. at one time. So then, point. when I got when I got pregnant, it was in my 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 mind at the very beginning until I realized because I had no sense of the enormity of what, of the fact that we were beginning to be a hit and what that meant and what the stakes were. In my mind, I was like, "Why are they making such a fucking big deal about this?" I know it's the first season, but I'm a, it's a baby. It's a it's a human being. And then all of a sudden it started to dawn on me, you know, that, you know, you just got a really big gig and you've <laughs> never done anything before in your life as an actor. And now you're on the X-Files and you're going to fuck it up <laughs> by being <laughs> pregnant and having to force them into all these different changes and being fat and have to frame around you for so many months. Anyway, so I, I, I suddenly kind of got their perspective on things, but... They they were not happy, and and I I get that I, I understand that. Um, but because of it, it actually, I mean, Chris said that they say that it was yeah. the fact that having to make that work and me needing to be away for a period of time, and you know, Mulder not having somebody to ask what something meant, meant that um, they had to to it started the the mythology mm -hmm. um, episodes because they uh, needed to figure out what to do. When Scully was not around. Well, I just think it must have been interesting to, you know, because a lot of my friends who have kids right at you, like for a, a year, several months to a year after the child is born, uh, they go, oh, I, I have mommy brain. I forget words. I forget where I am. I forget what day it is. Like they, they just say they just forget the most basic things. Because they're sleep deprived and they're focused on the kid, and so I mean the, the having this huge hit show, but then kind of going through that at the same time. How did you manage those two things? Ten days after C-section, I was back on set. <gasps> oh, and they were gross. like, "Whoa, she's lying down," because I was <laughs> in the I'd come in from the coma. Well, she's lying down for a part of the episode. So, d d so what's the big deal? <laughs> no, no, but it was you know. I don't know. I didn't know anything else. So I just, it just, just started going again. I yeah. mean, it just, you know, it was, it, it sucked for a period of time. And, and I, you know, I, I was in a wheelchair. They, oh, no. I forgot that they literally rolled me to set the wheelchair and put me in the bed. That was for one, <laughs> that was one breath. And because I was breastfeeding, and when I was lying down in the hospital bed, my tits were so big. <laughs> they looked like one. They called, and I had the pads in, so they called. They nicknamed it One Breast. <laughs> one Breath became One Breast. I was literally, they couldn't, you couldn't see my face past my boobs. Oh, my God. And then there was the day when I was still breastfeeding when I was, there was an episode when I was out in a boat in the middle. It was a dream sequence, and Scully's, like, out in a boat, 
And I got, they were doing a crane shot or something. And I was out there for the longest time. And my breast started to get engorged because it was time to fucking. Oh, yeah, me. yeah, yeah. And I was in so much pain. And I kept on having these visions of like, of like feeding the entire crew. That was on the, <laughs> the banks, the banks of the river. I'm just squeezing my last breast and just be, they were all the crew standing with their mouths open. And me being, Feed <laughs> the world. Yeah. That's where my my brain was going. I was like, get me the fuck off this rowboat. So, uh, was it... Was, I digress. That's an amazing... <laughs> that's fantastic. Was it... Uh, but w- overall, when you look back at the night, all those years, were they... F- do you go, oh, that was fun. I mean, that was good. Or did it just feel like, ah, it just got to be work at a certain point? And- well, it did get, I mean, like with every... I, it did get to be work at a certain point. But it was also... You know, it was an amazing thing to be a part of. And I don't think it was even until we were um, done, a few years after we were done, when I got to have that perspective of looking back and thinking, you know what, that's fucking cool that I got to be, you know, not not only to to be able to be such a cool character and 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 to get to, to play her for so long, but to be a part of such an iconic... Um, show and the beginnings of so much the beginnings of yeah. you know uh no lighting <laughs> <laughs> lighting ourselves with mag lights and you know um and the beginning of of that type of a relationship an intelligent woman on tv and the you know the duo and and sci-fi and appointment tele beginning of appointment television the beginning of yeah. uh, you know all of that do you, are you and do you feel like is it some? I'm sure people ask you this all the time. Is it something that you would continue to do? Like if they were like, let's do one of these every few years, or do you feel like, ah, the story's been told. I'm happy with the way that it all wrapped up. Well, you know, we, we've we, there've been two films, yes, and, uh, and and we've always said that if they're, you know, it it never felt like like the last film was enough of an ending we've also you know bandied about over the years you know should we do a spoof of it wouldn't it be great to do a film that was a comedy of the x-files like yes it would be wouldn't that be so awesome but um i'll write it we'll do it (laughs) go for it go for it we're in the studio right now there's an open studio there's got to be cameras exterior get to come to here make sure he's wearing jeans Um, uh, anyway, so we've been, you know, we, we've talked about it. We're up for it. It's, um, it's always in discussion and there's, you know, (sighs) (laughs) there's heavy (laughs) size. What more can I say? I'm sure you want to do a lot of things. It's just like, there's, it's time and there's energy and it's like, how do you, can you get all these? Because at a certain point, it's sort of like it's sort of like when I think about Deadwood, you know, and they'd always for years they'd said, you know, like, oh, maybe they'll go back and do a movie to wrap up the series because it, it got abruptly canceled and it never. But then at a certain point, it's like everyone's at different places in their life, and can you get all those people together? And can it can it you know like I I mean what what would your response be if it was like announced next week that we were going to go ahead and do eight, 12 episodes of the X-Files again. On Netflix? What are you, where are you doing it? I'm well, going to no, watch. I'll, I'll I watch mean, it. If, we, if you go if back we, to Fox, that's fine with me. I'll do it. It's fine with you. I'll Do watch. we have a choice but to go back to Fox? <laughs> and I'm thinking, Fox is going to say, that's okay. We'll, you know we'll let we Netflix have it. Uh, we got this adorable girl here. We're putting her on every night. <laughs> no, but what would you, uh, as an audience member, Yeah. 
if if you know forty six year old Gillian Anderson as Scully and fifty whatever year old David Duchovny as Mulder were going to do a slew of of X Files. Yeah, I'd watch whoa, the whoa, shit whoa. out of it. I don't know what you're talking about. I would be nothing, fucking overjoyed. What nothing do you, mean you my said is deterring me. Oh, really? okay. I, would as, I would be as excited as you were about this fucking Chewbacca notebook. That's how excited I would be. I, I, this would, this. I mean, are you I mean, kidding? Do you think people would watch? I mean, do you think people yeah, would watch? Of course this? they would. Of course, of course, especially because. You know, I think is I think as long as you guys have to go investigate Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> Why is the show on? <laughs> and what do you think it should be? Should it be like Monster of the Week stuff, or would you want it to be more like mythology stuff, or more be... like like current event stuff? Like like would we have to do oh. an episode that involved terrorists? Yeah, or... fuck yeah, you would. Right. Maybe aliens are in charge of terrorism. Well, I don't that's know. the thing. I mean, Maybe out. all the fundamentalists are are aliens. <laughs> Those are aliens. You know, that's that's one of the things that that that's that's what I always loved about Doctor Who is that it would take anything his, like you know part of the storylines were space stories and some of them were mythology and some of them were history and it and it just assigned aliens. It designed alien life to all those different things. And so I don't see any reason why you guys couldn't do hmm. current event stuff yeah. and then tack it on. But because, because you guys are, would be that much wiser and have that much more experience and be at different places in your life, it could be a fucking rad dynamic. Are you kidding? Yeah. So do you think At 46, that basically... I would finally believe you're a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I better know how to play a fucking doctor by now so and boss about, people around. What were you about to no, say? No, I was about to say, I mean, do you, would you say that, that, that it was something that... I mean, should, like, you know... Should you bring it up at the next meeting? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, is it something next, that, that Fox should basically to? do anything in their power... Yes, Fox. ...in order to make it happen? They better... Yes, fo- oh, my God. Absolutely. That's even on the table. I mean, the idea... The idea... As, as, as Californication's the, wrapped up, right? Let's make this happen. <laughs> that guy's got plenty of genes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think what you need to do is is what's Mitch up to? He's not narrating any more magician shows. I think he's good to go. <laughs> I think it'd be really funny. If, it'd be really funny if it turned out that <laughs> Californication was basically Fox Mulder's experiment to try to reacclimate. Like the government did something to his brain and made him think he was a writer. And then basically, or maybe do like one of those things where he wakes up out of a dream and he's been Hank Moody in Mulder's dream. That's his fantasy. His fantasy, dude. Yes, because is, Fo- because yeah. Fox Mulder is is very awkward with women, and so his also ultimate- that weird porn obsession. Yeah, Fox Mulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah. Guys, let's make this happen. Uh, By the way, David Duchovny on Red Shoe Fox? Diaries and Fox Mulder, I think they're the same guy. I think they're the, absolutely the same guy. I think Fox Mulder goes to a, like, <laughs> I think he goes to a P.O. Box place and just reads, reads weird and letters. And we find out his sister was never abducted. She just went into prostitution. <laughs> or just something just, really like, weird. drove him. It drove him insane. It drove him insane. I, I don't see any reason why, that, why it wouldn't work. If it's something that you guys would be open to, of course people would watch Dear that. Fox. Yeah. Of course people would watch that. Just do it. American Idol's done. Yeah. We don't need any more of those. <laughs> no. Put on an X-Files. What else does Fox have? Uh, I have no idea what, what they got uh, they got your American Idols. They got your So You Think You Can Dances. They, they got, got Gordon uh, Ramsay. 
I got four shows by Gordon Ramsay. I got a yeah, Master Chef Junior, Master Chef, Hell's Kitchen, and Kitchen Nightmares. Mm-hmm. Yep. What was uh-huh. what was Motel Hell? On? Oh, and Hotel Hell. Yeah. <laughs> do those things make do those things make Fox money? Yeah. Are they big money makers? Those yeah. Gordon Ramsay shows make so yeah, they, Fox money. So they're so they're wealthy right now. Fox. They're doing okay. They're doing I think right? they can spread a little bit around, but there's some nights that need some help. If you guys went back on Sunday nights, I'd be into it. You know what's fun about that is that I think uh, in a in a when you're or was making it Tuesdays? a when you're making a movie, it's such a pain in the ass because you have to tell this grand the story, but you just have a limited amount of time. But it takes so much work to put that together. But in a series, yeah. you could do arcs and tie shit together, and you guys. I mean, we can spread this rumor very quickly. We're multi-platform. <laughs> yeah, uh, we can trick Fox into thinking they've already write-up. agreed to it. <laughs> Well, it would it would be interesting to get feedback to find out what yeah. uh, what the interest level is. Yeah, I think uh, I think we should. I think we should. We're gonna we're gonna start the rumor right now. That uh, do you think we could just speak for Duchovny and say that he would be up for it too? Of course, he'd be up for it. All right, done. That's all I needed to hear. He's got a divorce to pay for. We're uh, gonna go. Hey, listen, Kyle, did you witness that? Yes. Okay, you've seconded it. Okay, so there you go. You got two right there. I don't think. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, not, I'm wondering what would be the most proactive of whether starting a rumor or actually uh, doing like a poll. Okay, so this is my call oh, out to every poll, every possible blog news source who's listening to this. Everything in the nerd sphere. Essentially, get uh, a hashtag because then it will trend. Oh, that's what you got to do. Yeah. So what would it be? Hashtag hashtag. Uh, uh, X Files on Fox. No, no, no. I'm sorry. That's all right. Uh, X Files uh, 2015. X Files 2015. Sure. X Files 2015. X Files 2015. Question mark. X Files 2015. Don't put a question mark. Okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> X Files 2015. X Files. Tweet at Fox. X Files 2015. Yeah. And then everyone who everyone who writes don't blogs, start the f- tweet by putting at Fox. Make sure everybody who follows you, regardless of whether or not they're following Fox, sees it. Yeah, put the hashtag first, and then anyone who writes any of the you know comic book resources, movie phone, like a- a- every every any any site, any uh, Devin Faracha and your badass digest. Yeah, come on, guys, get this going. Jillian and David are up for it, a hundred percent. Chris they're Carter just, won't stop calling us. They're waiting in the wings. Vince Gilligan's like, hey, sure, I'll, I'll stop selling shoes to write an episode or two. Uh, Howard Gordon? Yes. Uh, Come on, guys. I love it. We need... You, uh, the Wong Brothers? Uh, X-Files now more than ever. Oh, my God. And if there is not a cameo with me and Kumail... <laughs> shopping for jeans. <laughs> Yeah, because you know, at this point, at this point, Fox could be like a weird celebrity in that world with social media. Like he could totally be. Oh, Fox Mulder. Yeah. Well, I'd be interested to see what the Lone Gunmen are up to. You know, how did that series wrap? Are you know, they dead? I thought they died. Oh, well, they're up to nothing now. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I think they might. Yeah, exactly. This is good. We've done some good work today. <laughs> did they die or did they hack Sony? Think I, about it. I, <laughs> oh, oh, they faked their own death, so no one would ever. It was the lone gunman, oh not God. Korea. Guys, guys.
guys. Got to get Dean back in here. Come I on, guys. We got to make Dean Haglund. You're not dead. Stop <laughs> hacking people. By the way, I wish I had a photograph of the picture of excitement on your face when you opened <laughs> the Chewbacca notebook. Oh uh, my god, I love that notebook. So. Uh, just a couple more things yes, before we yes, before we sorry. let you go because I know that you're on you're working a shit ton. You have the fall and Hannibal ton. and your book, uh, all, yeah. all all these things going on. Yeah, lots of yeah. It's, it's been a it's been a it's been an awesome it's been an awesome time. Did you like the process of writing? I mean, do you like? Because it's interesting to me that you know, shooting television or film and you're shooting out of sequence. Do you like going back to something that forces you to think in a linear way? Do you like do you, do you like storytelling in a linear? Yeah, fashion? I mean, I've never actually really thought about it that way. Like, oh, this is so much better. But um, it, the, the the fact is that the books would not happen if it weren't for my co-writer Jeff. He's he's written books before, and he knows structure and technique, and understands where a story needs to go in order to to what needs to happen where. And so my um, what was the the only way that it that that it got uh, uh, done on my part was the fact that I was flying between doing Crisis, Hannibal, and The Fall. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's uh, uh, Belfast, London, Toronto, uh, and that was Chicago. And, um, and then added Hannibal. Um, and so I was on so many airplanes that it was a gift. You know, I got to that. That's where I spent my writing time. Um, this year I'm having a little bit more trouble. There's a little bit fewer airplanes and I'm uh, kind of stuck. We can on squeeze one five. more in. Hello, Vancouver. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, that's, uh, it's been, that's been amazing. The, the most amazing thing actually, aside from, I, I love doing the fall. It's one of my favorite characters I've ever done. And this last year, I also got to do Streetcar, which has been a dream since I oh, was wow. uh, a very young girl and um, got to participate in, in putting it together and, and um, uh, got my uh, first choice for director attached and Ben Foster with Stanley. Mm-hmm. And it was um, an extraordinary experience. And so... It's just it's been a really great year between getting to play Stella Gibson and having that continuity with that um um and uh and getting to do streetcar. And so it's I feel very very blessed. Are you good with I mean like can you handle that stuff pretty well at this point? Like are you good when things are going well? That's a really good question. Um I think I'm better at it. I don't think I used to be real good at it. Um, you know, during... I was having this conversation last night. Um, you know, th- there was a period during the X-Files when, when it got attention and we started to win awards. And um, it was so... It was, it was... I didn't know how to handle that either. I didn't know how to take in all the goodness. And... And so what I did, I just, uh, like there are pictures of me with awards and with like the Golden Globe or the Emmy and, you know, where I look like I'm like upset that I want an award, <laughs> like, I, like I'm not happy, like what's wrong with her? She's not, doesn't have, it was so, it was too, it was a lot. And I didn't know, and also because we were shooting in Vancouver, we were, we were protected from a lot of, it was before TMZ, before Twitter, sure. before anything, right? So it was, we were in this bubble and then coming down, award show, award show, award show, award show, win, win, win. And I, I, 
I didn't, I did not know how to handle it. And, and even to the point where I, I don't know what the sequence of things uh, were, but I, one year I ended up, and it actually might've been for that, for the, um, for that episode in season three, but I won the, the SAG, the Golden Globe and, and the wow. Emmy. And, um, and the last one, I realized that I hadn't mentioned my family. And so I can't remember whether it was, uh, which one it was. It might've been the SAGs, but I only talked about my family and didn't talk about my reps or David, whatever. <laughs> and there was an uproar and I had to take out an ad in Variety or uh, something apologizing for, but that's where my brain, yeah. that's what my, I'm, I, I just don't know. I've never known these things. Right. And I have a tendency to be really inappropriate and to tell the truth <laughs> and to run off at the mouth and to and to say just to say what 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 the shit is, what the facts are. And and that either people go, Oh, that's just Jillian or they go, Oh my god, can you believe she fucking did that? <laughs> can you believe she was honest? Yeah. Publicly? Yeah. Uh, shouldn't we be? I don't know. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, so it was, it's, uh, it's all good. 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 Were you, were you and David, did you kind of share the experience of the success of the show or did it, did you guys kind of like, you know, like go off a little bit in your own corners? Well, it's weird because we've talked about it since then, about the opportunity, the opportunity that we had to... You know, because we were the only two people who were going through the same thing at the same time. But I think that that something had wedged itself in there at some point that kind of had us on different sides of the planet for a little while. So through a lot of that, we 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 uh, there were moments where we were where we were together in it, and a lot of where we were on. Um, just ex- not, <laughs> just yeah. not, yeah. And and it's a shame. And we've we've talked about the fact, uh, you know, in private and in public about what a shame it was that we didn't utilize that. Um. Well, this is why X Files twenty fifteen a second <laughs> yeah. chance, yeah, to really go back in there and I now can. share the experience. Oh. Pantsuits are much more flattering now. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys, <laughs> you look great. That'd be, that'd be hilarious. I'm just talking about jeans and pants. Yeah, I know. Who is this guy? Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know. He just started showing up. I know. Is he on a clothing? That'd be funny if 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 if, if Dana Scully's wardrobe hadn't changed since the '90s, and everyone else around her, yeah. were like, yeah, she still wears the pantsuits, but because she thinks like, no, this is how like people respond to the pantsuit. Yeah, so this is psychologically how that works. But I I I'm very excited uh, to see you in a bunch of stuff, and I'm glad that uh, and I. Will you watch the fall? Will you guys do me a favor? Yes, it's on Netflix, all? right? Yeah, so mm-hmm. you, you can get first season, second season starts next week, um, or is available from next uh, Friday the 16th. Isn't that weird? The second season, all of the second yeah. season, just available now. Yeah. yeah. So The Fall and the book is out now. The book is out? The book's been out. The book's been out. But The Fall, I mean, I'm, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm You're really promoting right The Fall, now, yeah. promoting The Fall. And, uh, Great. And, um, and it's good. Good. I have to say, it's one of my favorite things I've ever done. And then back to London. Now, I've heard I've heard you speak with your American accent, and then with the British accent. Mm-hmm. Which, which which do you prefer? Um, Situational. I don't. It's not really a preference. It's literally impossible for me not to slip into it when I'm there. I mean, it was it was my first language. You know, I, right. I when I, we moved there when I was two, and I uh, I I was a young, I was a British girl. You know, when I moved to the states, and uh, um, it's uh, so it feels 
it's it's just completely second nature. But I um, I don't think that there isn't a preference. It's just it just is what it is. Where it's do, where you are, right? It's like wherever you are. Yeah. Where is it? Where'd you go? Grand Rapids? Did yeah. I read that? Grand Rapids? Yeah, you did. Like London, that. London to Grand Rapids? <laughs> yep. Yes, sirree, Bob. <laughs> that's some Grand Rapids lingo hence, right there. Hence the mohawk and the nose ring and yeah. Oh, that's, that's that, so that's rad. How I dealt with Grand Rapids, Michigan. Did your did your daughter ever go through a mohawk nose ring phase or because she's you're got, a, she's got a nose ring. But or, but because you're a cool I don't know, I would imagine you're a pretty cool mom, so she's pretty we, we both really... got the, so we both got tattoos uh, a couple right. years ago. Both got the same tattoo. What? Germs tattoo, right? What? Germs tattoo, right? The germs. Is that a germs the, the tattoo? Germs, germs logo. No fucking way. Are yeah, you serious? I That's did right. not know that. Oh. That that makes it even cooler. Oh I have to gosh, say. She's super hip. Um, it's I'm so. Tattoo. I did know that. I'm just. <laughs> yes, it's the germs tattoo. <laughs> of course it is. What else could it be? <laughs> I ran into uh, Chris Martin the other day, and he has a tattoo in this exactly the same spot, a circle. And we we no no no, but we had that moment of of like oh my god oh my god, and I thought he totally is gonna think that I got it because I saw his in a picture. <laughs> he's gonna think that actually I'm a stalker. And, uh, no, maybe he's no, just a huge X Files fan. Yeah, it could be the well, other way around. He is actually. He well, used to come go. and visit. He used to come and visit set. You know, we had a crazy group of there was. Um, who was the lead singer of Smashing Pumpkins? Oh, Billy Corgan. Billy, he was a massive. He used to come and hang out. He really? used to come to the set. And hang out, yeah. Just be he was, there. He was, yeah. He was a big Why fan. Why is that somehow and then, not surprising? Um, um, Foo Fighters. Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl. Uh, he was in an episode. I did a, a talk show in the UK, and we were both on, and we got to have that conversation. I used to have a big crush on him, and um, we got to have that uh, conversation. He came in, and he did. A, he had a walk on. He wore like khaki pants and a and a and a. <laughs> Uh, what do you call it? Like a cardigan, a down, like a puffer jacket. Yeah. Oh wow. Like Dave crawling khakis and a puffer jacket and a ponytail. Great. He'll reprise crazy. that role in 2015. <laughs> Blink and it's gone. <laughs> I mean, it's totally gonna be fun. Yeah, we had some really cool fans. But until hashtag X Files 2015. X Files. Remember, don't put a dash in. Don't put don't a put dash, a dash in, in there. The X Files. Hashtag X Files 2015. Okay. Every major publication, every minor publication, every publication should uh, print that it's uh, that it's in process. Uh, what's what's your listenership? It's in <laughs> so it's, it's several hundred thousand people. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. It's pretty good. You know, it's an, it's enough. Oh, we get up there. It's enough. It's, oh. it's enough to get it going. It's en- It'll be. It'll be. It'll be enough. Yeah. If, if we could fucking get X Files on the air, I would. I would. I don't know what I would do. I don't know what I would do. do. We'd have to burn this podcast to the ground and salt this earth so that nothing may grow. Nothing in its place. else, because that would be it. That would ultimately. That would ultimately be it. I'll tell you something. At the end of last year, we podcasted Paul McCartney, and we're doing Bill Gates next week. Mm-hmm. But this would be, I think, this would this would be the um, the accomplishment. Above can, you that? Get, can you get yeah. Bill Gates to weigh in about whether he thinks we should do it? I'm gonna fucking ask him. I'm gonna ask Bill Gates. Bill, what do you do? You think we do? You think we? There's a there's a grassroots campaign going ask on right every now. Guess Bill. we have from now on until it happens. I'm gonna get Bill. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start getting people. Can he to... fund it? <laughs> he... Can you ask Bill Gates if he can fund? Oh, he's giving money to needy people. Just in case Fox doesn't have enough, because you know they're gonna have to. 
Yeah, they're gonna have to pony up. up. They're gonna mm-hmm. have to pony up. I think uh, I think I'm gonna start getting people at the end of the podcast to say hashtag X Files twenty fifteen. Yeah, of course. That's we'll what get you Bill need Gates to, do. to do it. This and is we'll this have is... fucking Ethan Hawk do it in six hours. Okay, great. We're Wait, good. Who are you doing in six hours? Ethan Hawk. Yeah, Ethan oh, Hawk. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're gonna be there too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, good. So you can prep him on hashtag X Files twenty fifteen. But uh, are you on social media that people can put you in, t- tag you and stuff? Yeah, I don't do it myself. But okay. There's a girl in San Francisco who who does it for me when there's. So I usually only do it when it's related to like charity sure. stuff or sure. or obnoxious things. But yeah, um, uh, yeah. Great. Yeah. At Jillian A. At Jillian A. Okay, perfect. That's the official yeah, account. That's... Is it? Is it? Uh, that's what it is, right? Yeah, I don't know. Do I, I, yeah, I think it is. Check out yeah, the no, Dukes. It is. Let's it tag is. the Dukes it is. in there it too. Is. It is. Yeah, actually. Actually, What's uh, the Dukes? David Duchovny. That's what I just started calling him just now. <laughs> you just invented that? Yeah. Really clever. Yeah, the Dukes. Yeah. You can start calling him that. Thanks. You can have that, Julian. I thought you were talking about Bo and Luke Duke. I call like, him Double D. Double That's D. Bad. That's not bad. Double D's good. But, but he the, can Dukes, ha- the Dukes. The Dukes. Come on. Of, yeah. He can have a lot of nicknames. He's he great. Does. It doesn't matter. Mr. Jeans. Mr. Jeans. Speedo. <laughs> this has been so much fun. I, I'm so glad that you I don't came think on ever to... in my life have I talked so much about X-Files. Normally it's like, okay, could you, maybe one or two questions we can talk about X-Files, but then let's move on to like... Uh, well, I hope you don't stuff. mind. No, it's been great. Yeah. Oh, good. Because from my my point of view, I felt bad. I'm like, oh, she's probably talking about fucking X-Files until she doesn't want to even... I haven't talked about it in like years. No, oh, that's no, so no, great. That's, not true. that's so not true. But it's, it, it has been fun. Well, when I see you at Comic-Con in San Diego, Go this summer announcing. Oh my god! <laughs> can we get a hold of Chris Carter? Just get him on board this whole thing. I'm sure he's fine. I'm sure yeah. he's on board. We'll figure it out. We'll, 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 Doesn't he own a good chunk of the show? We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Let's figure this we'll, out. We'll, but we, what we need, see a. Ne- Okay, this is all the boring stuff. Networks are essentially run by their marketing divisions now. Yeah. So if marketing division sees that there's enough social interest, if there's enough chatter, then the marketing people will then go to the network, like the creative executives, and go, hey, all this research, this data suggests that this is something that we should look into. And then the creative execs will then this is the this is the television chess game. Then the then the creative execs will go, oh well, it seems that Jillian and David and Chris Carter are all on board. Uh, and uh, Mitch Pelegi got sawed in half on a magic show a while ago. No, he would just him... tell you how it happened. Uh, yeah, exactly. But <laughs> that was the beauty of it. <laughs> but so once they hear that all those things are in place, then they go. Then it starts to happen. <laughs> what if all of a sudden there was a puff of smoke and Mitch showed up with a top hat and a cape? Like, did someone say magic? That would be amazing. Oh, God. All right. Uh, so, everyone, thank you, Jillian Anderson, for being here. Uh, thank you, Chewbacca, uh, for lending us your pelt. Enjoy your burrito. <laughs> and hashtag, your pelt. hashtag X-Files 2015. You're hilarious. Thank you so much. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.